like right now, if I wanted to, I could just be in the business and not have any sign up anywhere. Just have all of my marketing online and it wouldn't, it wouldn't impact anything other than miss maybe a couple of people who walk around the neighborhood. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello. Welcome back to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, the go-to source for all things real estate in the vibrant capital city of Canada. I'm your host, Paul Stevenson, a seasoned mortgage agent, level two, and I'm joined by the dynamic duo of real estate expertise, mm-hmm. Greg Campbell, an accomplished realtor at the Campbell Merrick Group, and David Warren, also a mortgage agent, level two, and owner at Referral Mortgages. <clears throat> Great intro. Together, we bring you an insider's perspective on the ever-evolving Ottawa real estate landscape. Gentlemen, gen- gentlemen, how are we doing? Start your engines. <laughs> I guess, wow, it's Monday. And I was just there thinking, I guess we don't know, don't need to talk about the weekend because we we all know what happened, all three of us. <laughs> yes, I can't read because of what happened this weekend, apparently. <laughs> can't read a teleprompter. No, weekend was good. We're, we're waking up to a, a winter wonderland here in Ottawa. It was... Yeah, it was a very busy weekend. As I mentioned, I was at the Christmas markets with with Sandra mm-hmm. for the weekend, which was awesome actually. That the Carleton University Fieldhouse must have been well. There's 200 vendors. There had to have been at least I don't know thousands of people. Just to say thousands. I, I don't want to make an accurate guess because it'll be wrong. But uh, it was a good time. Good time. Good to see all the Christmas cheer. Lots of smiles. That's great. Yeah. Good for people oh. watching too. Takes all kinds. Yeah. yeah all oh, kinds yeah. of characters. Yeah. Especially fun. when you're just sitting there, being able to just people watch. It's glorious. <laughs> yeah. They stare at your stuff. You stare at them. You know, it's kind of a give and take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of fun. What'd you guys uh, get up to? Yeah. We were together on Saturday evening. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We did I, that. Yeah. Uh, well, we had, we had a, my son, Ollie's second birthday Saturday. So we had quite a packed house of, probably about 20 kids and 30 adults. It was a pretty boisterous. I know Paul, you're out and Paul was at ho- on hockey or something or other, but then no, was I, yeah, met up with these guys later. <laughs> yeah. Good evening afterwards. Rough, little rough <laughs> Sunday, but you know. Yeah, it was a fun Saturday night. I had a long day that day too. Did a little photo shoot with Luca, hung out with the fam at the, the Christmas trees at Chateau Laurier. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday, work, open house, Santa Claus parade. What's that? So open house, open house Sunday, weather wasn't obviously most favorable. How are we doing? I've talked to <clears throat> a lot of the, a lot of the realtors I know recently are saying they're kind of doubling down on open houses in 2024. That seems to be like this year was the worst year ever for open houses. It seems people are expecting that to change. Yeah, I mean, 2024, I think, is definitely going to be more old school, traditional, more people having to learn how to run an open house better. I've been doing them a lot again, which was interesting because I haven't really done them consistently in in years. And not that I couldn't do them, just that I had other people doing them. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, you go in, if you're not busy, you do some work, you kind of go in with a plan. But I definitely have a good I have a good open house training program for agents that I can help. Well, you know what they say, Greg, if you want something done right, you call your father. You call your father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm kidding. Sounds sounds like me. Or sounds like I can I can be your father. Yeah, yeah. 
Call daddy. Is what you call, call big stuff. Yeah. Um, Where are we going with this? Yeah. Recession. Recession. So uh, there's an article we were talking about before we came on air here that says Canada's not quite in a recession, but we've seen three quarters of growth turn negative. So this was an article in, uh, in CMT and uh, talking about the economy is weak no matter how you slice it so you can put whatever label on it whatever name we're, we're doing great the market's uh, on fire like no it's been a very challenging year as everyone knows that 2023 has been very challenging economically for the majority of canadians i know we're talking later but you know there's a lot of large organizations corporations on laying off thousands of of employees we've seen the actual like quarter over quarter growth in the country has has slowed or retracted and you know gdp figures are kind of reinforcing the rate hold for the bank of canada which is good but it also kind of projects what they're saying you know june july sometime in 2024 they're going to have to turn the table because you know we said this it's funny i sent you guys a a short from maybe six months ago and it was Dave, or he's a year ago sorry and dave was saying with the most recent rate increases you know we we're talking about the bank of canada needs to see some in, and we said like kind of blood in the streets, like they need to see some pain. They need to see all of these things happen before they're going to cut rates. We're seeing all of that now, or at least it's that stuff's already happened and we're, we're just seeing it in the news, but there's definitely been a lot of pain this year. And, and this article is kind of speaking to that. We'll make sure we put in the notes, but it says there was growing talk of the R word recession <laughs> leading up to today's GDP data release, given the third quarter could have marked the second straight month of negative growth. Instead, markets received another R word. And this is exactly what we were talking to. Revision. Hey, we don't want to say recession. It's it's a revision. Hey, we don't want to no doom and gloom. But what do you, Dave? You and I are obviously on this side of the coin more so than Greg. What have you been seeing? Like, does any of this surprise you based on the year we've had? No, I mean, I think I think talking to anybody out there that you know, I feel again like anecdotally, just talking to friends or colleagues, you know, anyone, clients that they, it's only up until now that they've started, you know, they've had savings or everything's been fine, but it's taken so long of the increased mortgage payments. And I heard from somebody that it's finally caught, like caught up even for yeah. them. And, and that like, they're like holding on until hopefully some rate hikes, but we're, you know, I have a call later today with somebody to reevaluate their entire portfolio of what are to like what to do with their properties, with their mortgages, but seeing Having seen it take this long for big corporations, banks to only now have to start laying people off, it's definitely taken longer than I think the Bank of Canada was hoping it would. You know, mm -hmm. typically, you know, probably in that same clip from a year ago, you know, what it takes 12 to 18 months for a rate hike to really ripple through the economy. And that's that's what the economists have said from the get-go. And so you know, it's we're we're now twelve months later from that comment that you know that you were just mentioning that that I made uh, a year ago. You know, we're twelve months later. And we're now starting to see the banks start laying people off. You know, their 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 numbers came out last year for year end. Their loan loss provisions like really escalated, uh, close to a billion. Some over, I think it's Scotia increased theirs to almost one point three billion in, in potentially bad loans. So these, what this is, is a loan loss provision is where the banks will set aside an amount on their balance sheet, assuming that X dollar amount of, of loans are going to default. So T 
TD increased this to 878 million. It was an increase of 42% from 60, 617 million the previous year. CIBC, an increase of 24%. Scotia, over a billion at 1.3 billion that they're assuming will default. So, wow. you know, because of that, that we're starting, they're now laying off, you know, the numbers are they're putting, you know, TD announced 3,000 jobs being cut, you know, Scotia the same, RBC similar. And so we're starting to now see that that blood in the streets of of kind of that rolling through and, and just, and companies just putting a hiring freeze on in general. And especially through the winter, you see a lot of, typically we would see a lot of companies and retail stores doing yeah. you know, temporary contract worker hiring spree. And we're not seeing that right now. And I, you know, Steven just shared with us a video of a Dollar Tree in Toronto and there's, you know, hundreds of people lined up for two positions at a dollar store. You know, this is the time of year where you're here or see people, you know, hiring signs at the, or your retail stores, or they've been doing, you know, big bulk up, but there's their sales are down that they're not hiring the same as they normally would. So I think we're finally just starting to see it. Yeah. I, I, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly what's happening is it's, it's been that slow ripple effect and then everything kind of, you know, they, they added on top of that. So as you said, we hadn't seen the result of the previous rate hike and then they did another and another and then another and another and another and another. So we're just slowly now seeing that ripple. The other thing to consider too, as we've talked about previously, is that there's still like at least two thirds of mortgages that are coming up for renewal next year. So, you know, yeah. or in the next two years, next three years, probably two years. So there's a huge amount of people that I think it even mentioned it in that article that you're talking about the rate, the, the bank cuts. Majority of people haven't actually seen any increase to their monthly mortgage payment because of the way that the mortgages are structured. Their payments haven't changed at all. So they haven't even felt that, you know, as we say, pinch or that increase in costs, they haven't even felt that yet. So that's all going to be coming for those people in the next 12 to 24 months, which is then going to actually, you know, increase all of those challenges that people are facing currently. From yeah, I mean, in 24 months, the rates will probably be less as well, right? Hopefully. That seems to be the way, it, yeah, there's no guarantee, but that seems to be the yeah. way it's, it's trending. But if we, you know, there's, you know, RBC was in the news sta stating that 14% of their mortgage portfolio comes up for renewal in 2024. So what does this mean from a dollar amount? $52 billion in mortgages of RBCs coming up for renewal in 2024. So where those people are from a rate perspective, they'll be in for, and that's just RBC alone. I would imagine it's pretty similar for TD, et cetera. So we're talking, you know, hundreds of billions in mortgages coming up this year in 2024 for renewal. These people are going to be in for sticker shock where, you know, they might've been reading about it or, or, you know, anything like that, but it not be in front of mind or realizing what that payment change looks like to their bottom dollar. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of, like I said, how those individuals are able to whether that or, or what they're looking at doing. And, and I think, you know, to all of that, there are, it's now more than ever, is it vitally important to shop your renewal around? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about in previous episodes for insured mortgages, even if you're a conventional mortgage, there are, you know, what your bank is offering you. You do have other options to transfer and, and there are a mortgage professional, not the big banks are able to help you in a, in a better fashion of, um, moving that mortgage way better rates than what the major banks are seeing. And those options are out there to save you like 
save you a, a significant, like quarter of a percent, half a percent, in some cases, even a full percent from what your bank is is offering you. So for those that are coming up, you know, it's going to be vitally important to to look at, you know, what all of your options are, not just take the first one. And, and something else from a, a rate, a rate perspective or rate on the rate side of things, <clears throat> we talked about this recently, <clears throat> but happened twice this week to me where when we're in a like a dropping rate environment or we're seeing the bond rates go down and lenders are kind of slowly dropping rates, rates come down a quarter point, you know, they might drop the rate five basis points, 10 basis points. Slow, it's a slow drip. However, as brokers, we actually have the ability to float those rates down. So as we said, if we have someone closing even in February, like their, their book, their home isn't closing till February. If we got them a rate a month ago, we can, we can drop their rate down to what the best rate is today. So that's a huge advantage of like when we're in a rate environment like this, where they're fluctuating all the time and you never know what's going to happen. If rates go up, you're still guaranteed your rate. But if they go down, we can actually take advantage of that lower rate. So another benefit, obviously, of working with, with Dave and I is that you do get that additional kind of outlook on what's there. But I wanted to actually read some of the points in this article because the, the numbers are very surprising. And I think it's important that everyone understands it. So with regards to the renewals, it says, despite interest rates having been elevated for over a year, Canada's largest bank said the bulk, this is RBC, Canada's largest bank says the bulk of the impact is yet to be felt with nearly three quarters of its mortgages, mortgage portfolio coming up for renewal over the next three years. To date, less than a third of mortgage clients have seen their payments impacted by higher rates. This was RBC's chief risk officer, Graham Hepworth. The bank will see 14%, as you mentioned, Dave, of its mortgage portfolio came up for, come up for renewal in 2024. Another 25% or 89 billion in 2025, and roughly 90% of those fixed rate mortgages that, are, that currently have an interest rate of between 3.1 and 3.6%. Published rates by the bank currently range between 5.8 and 7.5. That's RBC. I would say it's probably, you know, five and a half to six and a half, give or take for like, you know, standard A rates. Uh, it says delinquency is set to rise, but borrower credit quality remains strong. So as, as more people renew at higher rates, and more of their income is used to service mortgage debt. We expect delinquencies and losses to increase in the retail portfolio. Like other lenders, RBC has already seen its mortgage delinquency rate trend upward over the past year. As of the fourth quarter, 0.15% of its mortgage portfolio is currently behind on payments 90 days or more. That's up from 0.13% in Q3 and 0.11 a year ago. So delinquency rates in Canada are always very low, as we've talked about many times, but certainly in the if there was ever going to be defaults it's going to be this year and next you know like this is the exact conditions in the market that you're going to see those numbers go up so that's not surprising at all that's still a very low number as far as like with everything with all the as we say like you know with the blood in the streets those are still very low delinquency rates but again with a lot of these people having not renewed yet they're not seeing that doubling of mortgage payment or 60 percent increase in their mortgage payment or whatever that is i saw a stat earlier that said that Right now, based on the average home price in Canada, average income, et cetera, it's 66% of the average household income that's going just to pay the mortgage right now. And as we know, like when we're qualifying people, that that number, all of your debts combined with the new mortgage payment have to be under, you know, 44% of your income. So when we're looking at 60 to 65% of people's income that's going just to their mortgage, no other debts, that's that's a huge issue. Like that's that's going to definitely cause ripples throughout the economy and we're seeing it. I think the, there's really positive there's the episode, other... eh guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Positive yeah. episode. Oh yeah. The only thing positive I mean... is our laughter after making that statement. <laughs> oh, As I yeah. said, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm that, I'm that guy now. I better... <laughs> yeah. Bring in the oh. news. 
but the I think Ottawa it's real estate podcast come for the laughs, leave feeling depressed. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's re- important for people to realize that, you know, that have mortgages, existing mortgages, like to kind of, again, be cognizant of, you know, payments and, and all that and what to do. And for those that are in the market, whether you're a mortgage broker or a realtor, like, you know, do that extra, like, digging and understand the market and know what's coming up because that's obviously all of this is going to impact properties coming up for sale when people, because people can't afford them. So, you know, whether it be inventory or foreclosures, you know, which provides, you know, it does provide opportunities for buyers as well, being able to, you know, buy, but there's a lot of, like, there are a lot of properties on the market, but yeah, I think, I think over the, the coming few months, it's going to be an increase in supply coming on of people that have either being that are closing on some new construction people that you know we're talking about just a banks we're not even talking about b banks so mm-hmm. how many billions are coming up with alternative lenders that those got you know in two years ago at a three percent mark which were and they were having to qualify at you know 50 percent 60 percent tds where paul mentioned the 44th threshold that's with a major bank and or an a bank let alone an alternative lender which sometimes that ratio goes out the window. Like you don't actually need it because of certain parameters and it's falling under different buckets. So those coming up for renewal as well, you know, them being hit with like, you know, had somebody on the renewal, just send it to me on Thursday. They're getting an offer from their alternative lender at 8.24%. You know, they were at six, you know, last they renewed at six prior to that, they were at three and a half. And and they took the six with the hope of doing that it for a year or two to then come down mm-hmm. to the four again, you know, now they're renewing mm-hmm. at, like you said, even higher than what they got just to say, and even if they went, even if they could come back to an A lender, they're going to get a comparable rate to what they got with right. that short-term solution. So yeah, there's no easy, there's no real easy conversations, at least on our side. And I know we said this and there's no, obviously no one has that crystal ball except Greg, but <clears throat> to me, like when we see rates start to come down, regardless of the economy, at least in Ottawa, prices are going to go up again. That's just like people qualify for more. They stretch the limit a bit more and they're buying more. That's just how it is. But if we see, as you said, Dave, this could shift where people then, all those people that are renewing, if they do have to list, we see more supply could bounce prices out, which would be the ideal. If we can actually get like a true balanced market where rates are reasonable, home prices are reasonable and people can actually, like we can actually see more transactions happening. People actually getting into homes. I wanted to go back to the banks for a minute because for me, especially coming from the banking background, I have a bit of a, I don't want to say a, a tainted view, but it frustrates me when we constantly see, you know, record profits in the middle of like, you mm-hmm. know, a huge economic, like everyone's like struggling and the banks are recording record profits and, you know, another quarter of trillions of dollars in profit. It's kind of like, okay, well, something's got to give. And then and you then hear them cut. cutting. 3,000 jobs. Staff, I know. It's yeah. Insane. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's where, that's where the profits are. I see. So, you know, you, let's say 3,000 people at, let's just say an average of what, 65, 65,000 a year. Let's just say so that's about 200 million a year saved in those job cuts. But looking at these numbers, it says that Royal Bank, Canada's biggest lender, they set aside 720 million to cover loans that either aren't currently being paid back as planned or the bank is worried might soon. You mentioned that, Dave. The figure is up by 89% from 381 million a year ago. So they're they're ready. It says a TD, the bank set aside 878 million in provisions, an increase of 42%. And CIBC set aside 400, 541. When you get into these numbers, it's like, whatever, two, 200 trillion. It doesn't matter. Like the numbers are all the same. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of money. 
But this is where I wanted to see. It says, at Royal Bank, the bank posted a quarterly profit of $4.13 billion, up from $3.88 billion a year earlier. So, you know, they're, they're showing an increase in quarterly profits, but they're also laying off thousands of people. So, like... That doesn't even come close to the quarterly profit. No. It says a TD profit fell from $6.67 billion to $2.89 billion. But it too felt confident enough to increase its payout to shareholders. So they increased their dividend to pay out shareholders. CIBC also raised its dividend to 90 cents up from 87 as its profits increased from 1.19 billion to 1.48 billion. So it's funny, they have this one section about the bank profit. And then the very next heading is job cuts. So they're talking about all these profits that they're getting. Not again, not to, not to be too, uh, too negative here or throw shade, but it just, it doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Like, you're showing these pro- these record profits or quarterly increase in profits, except TD, um, but they're laying off all these people. So it just, I don't know, it's a bizarre world. It's Banana Republic over here. What you know? we're saying, everyone, is find a way to stick it to the man. <laughs> no. Find a way. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I'll you know, always get you. It, it just seems like there's a disconnect there, right? It's big time. Yeah. What are you seeing, Greg? What's going on on your side of the coin? I'm seeing sales. It's, you know, it's the same as it was last week. There's the higher end isn't really moving. Some of the lower end is getting lower. And then that mid-range properties are are doing okay. I did do an average check of, it was interesting after I saw those three neighborhoods last week that we posted the average days on market, looking at about 30, 35. Across the city, the average days on market right now is 55 from what I can tell. Hmm. That seems Um, more realistic. That seems more realistic and, you know, accurate in the grand scheme of things right now. But people are out. Like I said, the open houses, there's more open houses. There's people coming through. I had some this weekend. Two had a home to sell. They were, it was really interesting. Mine's a million dollars. These guys were both selling homes that were like a 1.175 and 1.2. And I was like, so you're kind of downsizing? You know, it was like they had bigger lots. They didn't want it anymore, but I hadn't seen that, especially two in one day. And their homes are obviously going to be sitting for a little while too, you know, and then we had someone in who was renting, but I am seeing a lot of the visitors in my open house the last couple of weeks were new families or soon to be new families looking to get that almost like that forever home, I guess, right away. I think we should do, I think we should do a weekly stat update greg for total listings and new listings coming out because i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people remove their home maybe we talked about this last week yeah. people are going to take their homes off the market we'll try again in the spring and i personally as we talked about like i think they're missing out on a lot of good opportunities because the people as you said people buying in the winter are motivated buyers like they're they're yeah. ready to go and i don't think you're losing and i'm not a realtor so certainly don't take this as gospel I like to stay in my lane, but I would imagine, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not really losing much, especially in the current market, like the way these things are currently, like having it on there for that extra two, three months, even if you it's don't drop the make, price. You no, know, right? it's not going to make a difference because you're already having a hard time selling. Yes. You know what I mean? So what's the, what's the point? Like if you want to do something like take the sign down, if you're tired of looking at the sign, take the sign down. People are going to see it anyways. You know, the sign, having a for sale sign up, I think is, it's not as important as it used to be. It used to be like, uh, 
you know, people driving around neighborhoods and, and, and seeing the sign up and, you know, calling off the sign, but it's not like that anymore because everybody finds everything online. Yeah. So if you, if you just don't want the sign there anymore, just ask your agent to take it down. Like I had, you know, I had somebody and, you know, I even suggested that we just not put one up for now, just because of where we were sitting, like, you know, and, and so you don't have the neighbors talking she's a very private person anyways. But, uh, you know, what we've got, we've got some with signs, signs up. We've got a lot of, like, we've got four coming out this week. We've got three up now. Sorry, two, three up now, two coming this week. So, I mean, you know, and that's just their listing now. And that post that I did, the, the, the reel that we put up about the uh, listing in the winter, so, someone uh, chimed in and commented that, well, thanks for this. This is great information. You've made me decide that I'm going to keep my home on for the holidays. <laughs> And for the winter, right? And I was like, good. You know, I think it's pretty, I think it's a wise thing to do. There's always, every year, I seem to always get a purchase agreement between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, like, interesting. I get at least good. one yeah. every year. There are, like, to that point, there are people, because people are, have downtime between that period. Oh. They're not working in a lot of cases. So if they have it on their mind that they're going to move. Setting goals. Setting goals like for the they're, year. Yeah, they're, you know, they're thinking about, yeah, that new year coming, setting goals, but also they, they're still, you know, they're sitting with idle hands at home and, and you know, kind of perusing Realtor, if you will, like, or the MLS. But yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, I always seem to get one between. It, you know, it makes that I can't actually fully do nothing during that period for myself, but yeah. <laughs> it's actually have to then work. But yeah, I always find that interesting, regardless Paul, of the year. To your to your question, Paul, um, or to your comment about the cancellations, listings, and whatnot, I do have it up here now. Cancelled in in Ottawa in the last seven days, two hundred and sixty four listings. Now, my guess is that they expired. More than half of those, I'd say, maybe three quarters of those are actually going to relist. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. a quarter won't relist. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big number. And then we have 443 new listings. So, I mean, to compare that to the cancellations would be interesting. 228 price decreases. Out of how many listings? 400. Well, four, no, that wouldn't be right. I, I don't know what the current like, over for the entire market is, mm -hmm. but there was 443 new listings. So some of those could be relists from the cancellations, but price decreased 228 of whatever's on the market right now. 800, 100, so you're, so you're saying it's not a seller's market? No. Yeah. Definitely not. 181 conditional sales though, which is pretty good, especially for this time of year, I would say 224 sold. Actually, I, I found it. Your, your, co your comment about the lawn signs is very interesting and I never really thought of it. Just you just It's just expected, right? Like, yeah. Oh, there, this listed there's a realtor sign but i wonder yeah it's it's, it's it used to be a conversation starter as you said you would literally there was no internet you just drive around and be like oh there's yeah. a for sale there's a home for sale here like oh let's go look at mm -hmm. this one right you do a tour and just go look at houses on yeah. a sunday on the sabbath but now now with with you know with obviously realtor.ca and all the virtual tours and like everything like you can you basically can know the property before even going to see it like i'm sure that's why open houses you know have been down as well like people can unless they're super interested in the home it's not the same it's not the same process that it used to be where you'd actually walk the streets with your realtor no. or even you as a realtor greg you'd go door to door and like actually introduce yourself and ask people if they're thinking about listing like 
it's a totally different market now, right? So those signs on the lawns, like to me, you're right. It's almost just like a a, a good you could marketing be, placeholder, you know? You, it's letting you your could, neighbors know. That yeah. well, that's that's it. It's letting the neighbors know. And mm-hmm. and and to be honest, like I mean, if you're if you're a realtor and you know, if you're magically one of those agents that can, you know, you put your sign up amidst eight other signs in the neighborhood and for some reason yours sells, you know what I mean? Maybe like, what was the strategy? Maybe you'll get a call. You know what I mean? When the sign goes up, it's kind of like a calling card for the agent. You know, when we put our last one up over there, we got calls for CMAs right away, hmm. you know, just to to let the neighbors know. And and everybody's watching the house. Like, oh yeah, I, I was thinking, I was telling you guys the other day, I, when I went to the open house, I was just walking in the driveway and this guy pulls up to me and he's like, hey, he's like, you're the guy from the show. Which was amazing, but he's got, he's thinking about selling his and he's waiting to see what happens with ours. You know, a realtor or this is a, no, no, he's, he's, he's a seller. He's just a a homeowner in the neighborhood, but he's like, you're the guy from the podcast. I recognize you from the podcast. He says, loves the show. And, uh, but you know, that's the thing, but he's, he's watching that listing. So, I mean, you know, for me to be there for him to see the sign, you know, the new Mm -hmm. sign, especially since the change and everything. That, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're, yeah. if you become more active in the neighborhood, but you could, you could honestly, I wouldn't surprise me if I like right now, if I wanted to, I could just be in the business and not have any sign up anywhere, just have all of my marketing online. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't impact anything other than miss maybe a couple of people who walk around the neighborhood and aren't looking for a home. And then, you know, they would see, they would see the sign. And as, as a marketing tool. So yeah, term- and no matter what, like, that's it. It's shifted. Like, the purpose of it is shifted, but there's still, I think there's still immense value in that. Like, there is. Like, there oh, is. wow, and another I mean, TCMG listing. Oh, another TCMG And it's true. And, and it's like we say, it only takes one person, right? That's, a, you know, one person sees it at the right time, in the right moment. Like, they just, and that's what makes it happen. Whether it's a, sell, a sale of the home or whether it's uh, interest in, in uh, you know, meeting, meeting a, new, a new person in the built business to start a relationship with. I just, uh, I just thought of my own, like personally, I, you guys know that I put out those, those signs that I was putting out signs for people to take right. selfies in front of and so on. And just that alone, mm-hmm. like those weren't even lawn signs. Those are just, well, they were lawn signs, but not like at a property that I'm listing. They were just randomly around auto yeah. and people would still come and be like, I just drove past your sign. I just saw this. So it does yeah. like people do see it. It does, it does make them think of you, but Greg, your sign specifically, I think next week we're going to have to do the one word. We'll just pull it up and tell people like in one word, Hey, what do you think about my sign? We had some pretty funny yeah, oh dude funny response yeah that was hilarious elegant classy <laughs> yeah we had yeah the new signs it was what rich elegant classy yeah. and then and then the last one eye doctor yeah she's like <laughs> i feel like i'm at the eye doctor it's it's hilarious yeah. we'll, we'll show yeah we'll post it up in the show Your new signs are, are amazing they look yeah. very sharp thanks and unique you know they're they're one of a kind trying to just be like you gregory just like oh, you. Paul. <laughs> yeah <laughs> What do you think about the mood boost, gentlemen? Yeah, let's slide into it. Boost my mood. I'm going to go shoot some videos. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to, After a lot of doom and gloom today, we apologize for everyone. We also started a bit slow. I think it was my lack of being able to read the intro. Got us off on the wrong foot. So we're back now, though. It's early. You know, it's first thing Monday morning. We're all, we're even into it here. Yeah. All right, great. <laughs> uh, all right, number one. Sure. Uh, I think my phone is broken. I press the home button and I'm still at work. Uh, number two, if you drive a Subaru in reverse, what are you? You are a bus. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question. 
Do you think passwords are allergic to luggage? I only ask because they're case sensitive. Okay. Case sensitive. Should I, the should second I start, one's clever. The should super, we start doing shorts and clever. reels with the with the mood boosts? Maybe, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, just one of the one of the reels a week, just mood boosts. Mood boosts. It'd be like the toe rep mood boost. I mean, it might need its own channel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> December 18th. Gentlemen, we're now we're now the month up. So that's two weeks away from today. We have rented the breather studio. Breather. My byword oh, office. No, it's my byword office now. Yeah. Yes. My Wired offers from 1 until 5.30. We're probably going to be recording 2 to 4. So for anyone who's interested, message us. Come by. You know, if you're a realtor, you're a mortgage agent, you're a lawyer, you're uh, an inspector, anyone who's in the industry, even a listener, you want to come by and say hello. We'll, we're going to have a little kind of a little powwow, a little live We, we better bring a lot of eggnog. <laughs> You know, could bring, have a bunch of people at the please, door. Please the message us ahead of time. Let us yeah, know I'll so we can uh, figure it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're not. We, yeah, there's we no job well opening. Go, I, I'm, I may as well just, just DJ the whole time. We'll be on air. I'll just beats in the background. Yes. You know? Just put the headphones down and come over and chat for a few minutes. Vibing. Yeah. At It'll least we know. If, if we make we'll it a party, we know that we'll get the people that we want there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jeff O'Toole is going to show up. Who knows? I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to hear. It would be amazing. His take on things, for yeah. sure. He's definitely not listening this late in the show, so <laughs> he's just reading the headline and making comments, right, Jeff? I think that was Stephen wow. laughing in the background. All right, everyone, we'll be back next week, Tuesday, 10 a.m., and then the following week, live, <laughs> live All from right. downtown Ottawa. Woo! Have a great week, everyone. We'll see All you right. soon. later. Here's his. for tuning in everyone we hope you enjoyed today's episode please remember to like share comment and subscribe because we'd really like that